A trusted voice of truth and light. The narratives that mislead most of us aren't outright lies. They're the deliberate omission of facts that could give us a more complete picture. And a rally point for those who've accepted the reality that they are not sheep. The world needs your leadership. And the essence of leadership is using your influence wisely wherever you happen to be standing. This is The Brian Hyde Show. Well, hello there and welcome to the show, my fellow wrong thinker. I've got Gary Welsh joining me. Hey, fellow Speak- wrong thinker. Yes, yeah, speaking of wrong thinkers, <laughs> Gary is right there with us. And uh, Gary, I'm glad you could join me today. We've got some great stuff to talk about. I love that uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about being afraid. I don't know about you, but I'm encountering a lot of people who are feeling just some outright fear. How about you? Well, and I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with a disclaimer. It's in saying that I am by far the furthest, furthest thing from a conspiracy theorist there is. I do not believe in any of them. I do not support them. Even when they're plausible, I go, eh, probably not. But here's the thing. Considering what I am seeing, and I'm looking around at the world that that I am witnessing right now, I cannot help but feel that there is a power play going on. There's there's what I call the the tyrant's playbook, and and it has different versions. Hitler had his, Lenin has his, Mao has his, but the playbook was always the same, and that is create chaos create confusion, create conflict, and create fear. And then the people will rise up and say, we need an authority figure to come in and stop this and and rescue us. And in you come. Does Does that sound like a conspiracy theorist to you, or am I being still realistic? Well, the tinfoil hat that I've been wearing low these many years, uh, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I, I know one of the problems I have with, with even the word con, words conspiracy theory is it becomes a very easy way to brush aside someone who may be legitimately pointing out something that they weren't supposed to notice. So you get lumped in with the guys who are, you know, all a Twitter about QAnon and, and you know, lights in the skies and mind control. And, uh, so it, it's, to me, it's a shame. Um, I think we should be willing to speak up if we see things that uh, that maybe we shouldn't notice. And what you are describing, Gary, absolutely rings true to me. It's it's not that uh, necessarily somebody sat down in a smoke-filled room and said, oh, yes, how can we pull this off? I know. Let's manufacture a virus and let's do this. And uh, It's just a matter of, okay, people are scared. This is a chance to, to move forward. We saw this with 9-11, Remember the, the Patriot Act? That was stuff that had been sitting on the table for many years. It just needed the right event with the the right emotional punch and leverage to get people fearful, angry, sad to where they would do what to, they were told to do. And, and part of that, you know, goes back to the Project for a New American Century's desire to go in and invade Iraq. Ar- Ar- Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11, but that had been sitting on the table and everybody was mad. We needed a scapegoat. Hey. Saddam Hussein, everybody pretty much hates him. Let's turn it loose on him. And that's my opinion. But I think those are are two examples of how fear lets us uh, be led down a a path that we might not have otherwise freely chosen. And I do see deliberate action. Um, 
when you when you see government officials, governors and mayors sit there and stand down and say, we're going to let these people tear our city apart. We're going to let them vandalize stores. We're going to let them beat our citizens and do nothing about it. That doesn't seem to me like, oh, this was just a coincidence or we, you know, we weren't sure what to do. That sounds like a deliberate act. Same with COVID. When we manipulate the numbers to give us the results that we want and when we portray these numbers that this is going to kill you, everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, you're all going to die, that kind of scenario. And I see these deliberate acts, then I have to say, okay, this is a power play. This is a way of we're going to create this situation where we can come in. And what I really fear, though, is that those of us who love liberty might play into their hands. We actually might play into it. And where I'm seeing this is there are folks out there now that says, I wonder if it's time for a shooting war. You know, is is it time to grab our guns? and go out there and protect ourselves? Is it time to grab our guns and protect our neighbors? And I actually start to think, what if that's what they want? That it, Maybe they want us to play into that. I've actually heard a couple of people offer the opinion that's exactly what it, what is being done. The the people who are trying to seize the advantage here, and you know, I don't know who they all are. I, I'm not going to say it's the Illuminati or it's you know George Soros or whomever, but the, the, the interests who are using this to their advantage whomever that may be, are definitely playing on people's fears and trying to start a case of, hey, why don't you and him fight? And and I, I actually saw a commentary earlier today. This is from a former soldier, so I, I kind of paid attention to what he was saying. He says some people are kind of freaking out over what they see as a revolution that's brewing right under our noses. But he says, I am not afraid of this. He says, I'm not really worried about Antifa or BLM. And he gives three reasons. Number one, he says, on the, on the when you look at the scale of what's happening, It is not a huge national movement involving millions of people rioting. The violence and the rioting is real, but it's very localized. And if it wasn't for the sensationalized news on TV, most of us really wouldn't be that aware of it, you know, unless you live, you know, in downtown Portland or downtown Seattle. Secondly, there's support. And he points out something that I sometimes forget, and that is that uh, the vast majority of these rioters really don't have a particular ideology or agenda. And if, if you are tempted to think that they're part of this mass movement, think again. Most of these are just bored, spoiled, middle-class white kids, most likely from the suburbs, who are doing something that they can have bragging rights for. I threw bricks at cops, or I threw you know firebombs at, uh, at this courthouse, or, or whatever. But the bottom line is, they're, they're out there making noise, but they're very much a minority compared to the rest of the people out there. And that's his third point is the effect that they're having is they're actually driving people further back, you know, away from their cause. Um, you know, most this guy says most national elections are going to be won by or decided by a housewife in Ohio in the sense that it's the average family, the average voter who still holds sway in stuff like presidential elections. Yeah, some big cities are reliably blue, but the important swing states, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, et cetera, could go either way. And that's affected by how regular folks like you and me see what's happening. And to to believe that the housewives are all lining up, you know, with Antifa and BLM and are ready to go out there and riot too, not likely. They they are tired of being told that they're bad or they're racist because of the color of their skin. They're probably not happy about seeing their police being, you know, crapped on by by these protesters and being told that everything that uh, that is considered normal in our lives is oppression and has to go. 
So he says, feel free to disagree. That's just my opinion. It's worth what you paid for it. But I thought he made some really solid points of why we shouldn't buy into the fear that uh, I think primarily media is, is peddling over these riots and, and the unrest. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was exactly where I wanted us to go with this. That So if, 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 the, if the way of tyrants is to pr- create fear and chaos, and the, the, the way of, of patriots is, and, lib, and libertarians are, are people who are liberty-minded is to create calm and reason. And I thought, you know what? That's the direction. We should be this voice of reason, this voice of, of saying you don't have to be afraid. We don't have to have this conflict. We can move forward as a society and basically do the things that we've always done and always will do and don't allow them to get away with this. This this is a power play, but this is one of those power plays we can stop really fast. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how we go about stopping that. I agree exactly with what you're saying that uh, this is this is not the time to be the angry chanting voice on the sidelines. This is the time to be the the reasoned voice down there on the field helping point out the way this is where we need to go folks. How do you start something like that? So I think what we'll do is when we come back, let's be, I'm going to make you Brian, the philosopher. Oh boy. All right. I've got my beard. I'll be, my beard is ready to be stroked as I thoughtfully think of, of whatever it is I'm philosophizing about. You got the look and we're going to do the, the Socrates, Aristotle, Plato platform, which is this. Let's use reason and the things that we can observe to come to a logical and reasonable conclusion about what is happening. And from there, then we can make good decisions. Why is that so rare? I mean, I know we're coming up on the break, but tell me, Gary, why, why is it so rare to find people who are willing to engage reason as opposed to just go on pure white hot emotion? Because they used to teach that in college because the idea of the college was to create the individual. Now, Colleges are to create cogs. So they don't teach that in college anymore. It's not a part of the college cl- curriculum that, you know, how to use reason and logic in your in your thinking, critical thinking. That's all gone now because cogs don't need it. All right. We will take a break. Gary Welch is my guest. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so. 801-331-8113 is our number. We'll be back after this. This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. All right, welcome back to the show. Gary Welch joins me. We are talking about a lot of stuff today. But the goal here, as uh, Gary, as you pointed out, isn't so much that uh, we just say pretty words and you agree with everything we say. It's, it's more to help bring some calm and hopefully some reason to what's going on around us. And, and I don't guess you have to guess exactly why, do you? Yes, and, and here's the thing. For our listeners, we, we, it's not like I have to convince you. You guys already know. You're already there. What I would want to do is give you the tools, give you the resources so that you can go out and start calming others. Let's make this a multiple voice type of scenario where we can go out and use these philosophical philosophies of 
observe what's going around in your world, use reason to to reason it out and understand what is happening, and then make a a conclusion based on that, or a good decision based on that. Now I know so, I know you want you want to put me on the hot seat here and do some philosophical stuff. We've got Rob standing by in Salt Lake. Let's see what's on his mind, and then I will I will gladly hop up on the hot seat. Rob, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, gentlemen? I think we're doing well. I think you are, too. This is all about getting rid of accountability. They're, they're, they don't want accountability in government. They want an open checkbook at their convenience. That's what they've been doing for 20 to 30 years of my time being involved in politics. This is all about getting rid of this president who is watching the pennies. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, you've got people on both sides of the aisle, or, you know, Democrats and Republicans. If you want to believe there's actually two different sides, you know, these guys want him out. They want him out bad. The big banks want him out. China wants him out. All these different countries that have been taking free lunches from us for decades want him gone. The U.N., the CDC, the World Health Organization. I mean, it's easy to see. And, and you got to just stick with the regiment and fight to the end. There's no other way around it. Losing's not an option. And just everyone needs to wake up on that. These, these, these low-life politicians, because that's what they are, in all of these states that are restricting the people's freedom, like Phil Murphy, governor of New Jersey, arresting a gymnasium owner for opening up his business because he's going to go under if he doesn't get open, but yet Black Lives Matters are allowed to congregate and, and run amok and not have any consequences. The people need to get together in their communities and start going up to these places with torches and pitchforks. It's time. It's no time to sit back quietly and be passive anymore and hope that everything's going to get better. you got a president right now that's fighting, dodging arrows every day up there in the White House. And he's by himself. Rob, I love the fire in your belly. And and I want you to, to continue to, to hear what, what Gary and I are going to talk about in the remainder of this hour, because um, fire is a good, useful servant, right? If we keep it banked, if we keep it controlled, if we turn it loose, it's not so good. So um, with what you've said, I know you've got the passion to, to see some things done. I want you to hear out what uh, what Gary and I have in mind, and uh, and then maybe we can talk and see if this if this makes uh, makes more sense. Gary, let's let's do the philosophical thing here. Let's let's talk a little bit about keeping perspective as to uh, when 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 someone is saying, "Hey, you really should be scared." What are some of the things we should be doing to to maintain that that sense of uh, balance in in what we're we're seeing? Now, Gary, I've lost I've lost your audio. Hang on a second here. Said, there we go. Use reason. Use things that you can observe to in your world 
to look at things. And so one of the things that Brian and I have done is on our website, and Brian will put the link up there for you so you can find it, is you're going to see a chart. And what this chart does is it uses real information. So one of the things that we are dealing with is they're, they're always going around saying, well, that survey doesn't count and this study doesn't count because they didn't do this and they didn't do it right and you can't trust them. We've seen this over and over again. And yet their own studies, their own information they're using is not quite right. And one of them when it comes to COVID is they're testing the number of deaths, comparing the deaths to the number of tested. Well, that's not an accurate picture. That's a very skewed picture because it leaves out a large segment of the population. And so what Brian and I came up with is, well, why don't we use something solid? Let's compare the deaths with something that's not subject to you know, opinion or, or who was tested, who or not, and that's simply the population. And so we, we even put it up there for the fact checkers, and I'm quoting that, quote, fact checkers, fact checkers, because they really, I don't know if they're really checking facts, but we basically said, hey, guys, here's how we did this. This is simple math. You take the population and you take the number of deaths from COVID. And I'm using the CDC numbers, even as inflated as those are, we'll, we'll go ahead and use them. And Brian, what kind of numbers did we come up with? I'm looking at these right now, and you can you can look at them yourself. You go to the com. Up in the upper left-hand corner, there's a little menu drop-down button. You want the COVID stats. Uh, you're looking at this, uh, the... The risk that you are facing, let me see if I can find, i got to go to the next page, because I'm going to pull up our home state of Utah. Okay, so we have a population of 3,205,958 people. We have, if I'm reading this correctly, 292 COVID deaths. So if I'm reading this right, Gary, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the the risk here, or the, the death rate, is 0.0091%. Simple math. Which which makes me wonder, why again are people absolutely losing their minds? I mean, I'm, I'm not denying that the virus is real. I'm not denying that it could be a risk to people who live in those high-risk categories, elderly, other uh, comorbidities, diabetes, overweight, heart disease, and that sort of stuff. But good heavens, we're, we're three places to the right of the decimal point before we get to actual numbers. And we're Even scared to death. Even the worst states are still below, you know, the, the, I think the worst one is is a, a 0.2%, maybe a little less than 2%, 0.2%. I mean, we're not even hitting that 1%. And this is the thing that we, we want to talk about is there is danger and there is death. But what we're evaluating is, is this a threat? Because that's when government gets involved. If there's a threat, yeah, I'm all for it. Go ahead. I know some libertarians would agree with me, but I'm of the type of, yes, if there's a threat, I want my government to get involved. When you're looking at those kinds of numbers, is this a threat? And what we need to do is tell everybody, you know, get this word out there saying, okay, what state do you live in? What do you think the chances of you dying of COVID are? What would you put it in a percentage? Would you... And most people are going to come back and they're going to say, well, I think I got a 20% chance or a 40% chance or something like that. And you say, go look at the numbers. 
Tell yeah. me, do you feel threatened by this? Do you feel threatened by this disease? So there's, there's two different ways we're going to make this easy for you to access. You can either go to the show notes for today, which is July 31st, um, hour two. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. The show notes are all the show notes together. But you can click on the link that I'll provide there in the show notes or go to thebrianheidshow.com. And up in the upper left-hand corner is a drop-down menu, COVID stats. You can look at all the different states. Gary Welch is my guest. We'll be back just the other side of these messages. This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. All right, welcome back to the show. Gary Welch is my guest. We are talking about, uh, well, we're talking about COVID-19, among other things, but specifically, we're talking about why we should not be afraid. And Gary, along with that, uh, we need to talk a little bit about trust as well. I was telling you off the air that uh, I have never seen more warnings pop up on social media than I have seen on Facebook in the last couple of days about uh, people uh, daring to stray from the official narrative of, of what we're supposed to think or know about uh, hydroxychloroquine or or anything else COVID related. I mean, there's like... There, There is serious effort to make sure people know you liked a post that contained false, harmful information about COVID. Why are we getting this finger wagged in our face? Who who benefits when, when they're telling us you shouldn't be looking at that? This is all part of what I, what I call a, a socialist society. Um, there, there's the socialist government, but there's also the socialist society. And the socialist society actually does it it has that right think mentality that you cannot think differently that you must think like everyone else we don't want the opposite opinion we don't want the alternative opinion and we're afraid of it you know and we've seen this before this is not a new phenomenon it's just happening in america nazi germany went through this communist russia went through this communist china went through this it's, it's not uncommon. Europe has really adopted this kind of mentality of this right think. There is no opposite point of view that you can have. And yet for a free society to be successful, in fact, for a society just to be successful, you need that opposite viewpoint, even if it is ridiculous. Okay, just dismiss it. It's no big deal. But every once in a while when those guys are right, boy, are they right. No, it's it's true. And to to me, the warning flags go up anytime someone says you can't think that that uh, that is when I am determined uh, there's going to be some wrong thing happening because you are, are trying to substitute your judgment for my own. Now, look, if you have truth or light to offer me, if you have something that would clarify and help me make a better, more informed decision about what's going on, by all means, I would say then offer that. But anytime someone says, oh, no, no, you can't consider that or you shouldn't consider that or that's that's dangerous to even think. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying it. But then again, I I take that uh, that desire and ability to think for myself very seriously. 
And I hope everybody else will take it as, as seriously as I do. A big component of the, of the socialist society is the enlightened elite. That is really a big part of it. And it does not necessarily have to be government officials. In fact, in most of the socialist society, the very wealthy or the very influential, um, those type of people, media people and whatnot, tend to be a part of that. But that enlightened elite mentality is you're stupid. You do not know how to, to think. You do not know how to act. You do not know how to live. That's our job. We'll tell you what to do. Yep. It's, it's the idea that I know better than you how to, uh, how to organize, how to run, how to prioritize your life. And uh, how did we get to the point, Gary, where uh, people who say, hey, I, I don't agree with that. Well, you're selfish. I mean, we get shamed for standing up for our own autonomy. How did we get there? There is a natural part, especially in those that I would classify as conservative or as as liberty minded, and that is we don't have that feeling. I'm okay, Brian, with how you think if it's different than mine. And, and you and I agree on a lot of things, and there are other things that we disagree on, but it's okay. We just will we'll argue about it, we'll talk about it, and at the end of the day, if we say we can't agree, we can't agree. But those who don't, they feel like they can't have that. You have to agree with me because I'm right. I'm, I'm the enlightened elite. How can I not be right? They can't accept that. Whereas we do, so we get we kind of go along with it. We go, well, yeah, you know, whatever. We're, we're, we'll just do our own little thing. And we don't like to stand up. We really don't like, there, there is that what we call the silent majority that should not really be silent. Well, and hopefully what we are doing here and, and what we will continue, we, you and I have some really fun stuff planned, and, and we'll be telling our audience more about this as, as we go forward. But um, the idea is we want to empower those who are within the sound of our voices. This isn't about, to, you know, hey, look, we're on the radio and talking and just having a good time. There's a very there's a very strong sense of purpose and mission behind what we are doing. And I don't I don't know if you want to take this opportunity opportunity to elaborate a little bit on that, but um what do we have up our sleeve for the upcoming days ahead? So, yeah, I don't want to elaborate too much, but I do. You and I are of the philosophy, and I, I absolutely want to stress this. It is not over, folks. Not by a long shot. I know that they want you to think that that's part of the strategy is to get you to give up and say, we're done. This country's over. We can't save it. These guys are in control and they have it all taken care of. And we have seen time and time again that evidence that says that is not the case. Yeah, we're quiet, but we also do things like vote. We do things like create movement. We pass initiatives. There is a large, we are in the majority and you have to understand that. We might be quiet but we are not even like slightly in the majority like they would like you to think. We are really more about like three-quarters. And so what we want to do is basically tap into that three-quarter majority that is very quiet and give them the tools and the power and the resources to go about and actually make change. And, and, and we're going to do it the other way. They go and tear things down and they destroy things and they like fires. 
we're going to go out and we're going to communicate and we're going to use these new mediums that are available to us to create that information out there, to give you the information, to give you the, the tools that you can need to go out there and then put in place in the, in the very near future the actual mechanisms for you to make political change in this country and, and start bringing about liberty. Okay. Is that, is that uh, self-serving in any way? Please tell us. <laughs> I don't think it is. But, uh, but the, the idea here is we have a lot of resources at our disposal. We're, no matter how bad things may look at the moment, we are blessed to live in a time where there are still ways to speak the truth. Now, there are some risks. The cancel culture mob is a very real thing out there. Um, the corporate controlled media, that's a very real thing. Some of the gatekeepers still exist, but the walls that they, of, of the gates that they used to guard are no longer standing. And so we're using the tools that are our dispo- at our disposal to get out there and get messages that will hopefully empower you to step up and lose the fear and and question and think a little bit more deeply on some of these subjects. Um, Gary, let's talk a little bit about the website. I know you've you've done some pretty extensive work. We've added some fun features. Um, what would you like to see happen? We want to bring wrong thinkers together so that uh, together we can make things happen. How would you like to see that take place? I would like to make it a communication device. One of the things where I have a lot of hope in is that they can control some of the information. We know that they control the mainstream media. Uh, we know that they're trying to control institutions like Facebook and YouTube and, and whatnot. But the cool thing about the web and the internet, it is, it is a tool, a communication tool, and it's a tool of free communication. There are different ways to get around it. You do not have to just solely depend upon Facebook and YouTube to get your information. And we want to use this website and the power of just your voice of just sharing, you know, the, the Facebook model of sharing, but not necessarily through that platform, sharing this information with others. And this is what we were talking about. We just gave you a tool to use where you could go to someone and, and then they're saying like, I'm going to die of COVID. You go, okay, what do you think your chances of dying of COVID is? Well, where would you put yourself at? And they're going to tell you, oh, it's 20%, 30%, 40%. And you show them this site. And then you say, okay, now, do you think this thing's a threat? Do you really feel frightened by this thing now? Do you think government needs to imprison you in your own home? And they're going to go, no, no, oh, no, this thing ain't that bad. You just made another convert. And then that person tells another person, we can use this. And this is what I want to see the website be. I want to see it to be a source and a tool to get the right information out there, the reason and logic kind of, of information out there. Okay. So it, in a nutshell, you, you tell me if, if you disagree with what I'm about to say here, we would like to, uh, we'd like to start a cult of people who think for themselves. Absolutely. We want, to, we want to brainwash you into thinking for yourself. With the understanding, you may even eventually outgrow us and go on and start your own platform. Hey, that would be great. I would take it as a compliment. But we have some resources available. Go to thebrianhideshow.com. Look up the COVID stats. They're right there in the drop-down menu. We'll be back after this. This is The Brian Hyde Show.
This is The Brian Hyde Show. Hey, welcome back to the show. I have uh, Gary Welch with me. And we are joined by Ray, who is calling in. And Ray, what's on your mind today? Well, um, first, um, before I tell you that I want to know how I can join this cult that will teach me how to think for myself, um, before I say that, um, so I didn't say that yet, okay? But, uh, you know, I noticed that while you were on air, I kept calling in and calling in. I kept getting kicked off, kicked off. And then once you started advertising, then I got through. So I don't know exactly how this whole thing works or anything, but anyway, that's a little side note, uh, whatever. It's an ancient uh, Chinese secret, and I'm not at liberty to reveal it. That's all I can tell you. Uh, okay, okay, wonderful. Because, see, see, the thing is, I don't know if you do the same as K-Talk, you know, at, at, on your station. I'm glad that K-Talk, you know, carries a couple hours of your show. Um, but um, let's see, quickly. Um, I'm multitasking here. Um, but once K-Talk picks up my line, then I can listen to the show. But while I'm calling in, I can't listen to the show. So, um, you know, I, I have to use two phones. And one phone I'm calling in and calling in and calling in, and the other phone I'm listening, you know, because I don't want to miss your show. Uh, anyway, that's another side note. Okay, the main thing, how do I... How do I join your cult and, and learn n- new tools to help me to be a, a free thinker, a thinking for myself? I think I'm going to let Gary answer that for you. Okay, so, did I ask um, a question soon? So that's actually something that we're, we're working on. I didn't want to get into the details of it because it's something that we're still trying to put together. But Brian okay, and I, well, I can call you talked about... Week, then. Okay, well, if you don't want, yeah, if you don't want to get into that, if you're not ready yet, then I can ask you it next week. <laughs> That's fine. I'll just keep listening then. Here's here's what we'll do. I'm going to I'm going to just say Gary, if you want if you want to give a tease for this racist, he's perfectly willing to call back and learn the rest. This is what we call a cliffhanger. This is this is this is a tease. There's more information to come, but you'll have to tune in next week. So, uh, Gary, I'm going to let you uh tease away. Well, I wanted to tease up, um, you know, the platform that we tried, because we talked about how are we going to get this information out, not through the traditional platforms where they're just going to say, don't listen to Brian Hyde because he doesn't represent the status quo. And so the, the, the wrong thinkers that we're trying to build, is, it's very simple. Just go onto the website, sign up. It's not a scam. We're not going to be spamming you. We're not going to be sending you tons and tons of emails. It's just a way for us to start building the the folks that we can send information out to through an alternative source rather than YouTube or Facebook, where they're going to control it, so that we can send this information out to you and say, hey, here's some tools and resources that you can use. But even more importantly, I think to, to Ray's point, we're in the development of putting together a communication tool, a platform, if you will, that's going to allow you to listen to the show at any time. Your, your schedule, your way of wanting to listen to the show, we're going to create it so it's going to be very easy for you to just get on your, 
your smartphone or your PC or your tablet, listen to the show, and then have this ability to communicate both with Brian and with the other listeners, that you'll have this chat kind of capability of making comments, asking questions, um, talking about it, no, no matter what time you're listening to the show. And what we will do is, is that the very next day when we come on, we're going to address everybody. We're going to talk. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to make um, you know comments on your comments. And that way, we're going to get this engagement and this ability to talk to each other, even though we might be in different time zones and different areas and different places of, in different places of the country. We're still going to build this communication tool to allow us to talk to each other and build a cult of wrong thinkers. I like it. I like it so much that uh, I'm going to I'm going to be a part of it. And I'm and I'm very happy about this. Gary, this leads us to the to the question of, look, there are a lot of voices out there. There are innumerable podcasts. There are innumerable news sources and networks. And there are, you know, TV and radio stations all across the Fruited Plains. All those voices out there speaking. Who can you trust? And this is not just to build us up, but I but let's talk about when it comes to crucial information like, you know, am I going to die if I don't put this mask on? Am I going to die if I open my business up for, you know, uh, to, to try to stay afloat financially? Who can you trust and how do you go about vetting those whom you can trust? There's I, I see about like four, maybe five major groups entities or um, um, yeah, let's call them groups that have been promoting these agendas, whether that's black lives matter, whether that's the COVID crisis. And I'll, I'll classify them as this, the political side of things, the politicians, the entertainers now. And when I say entertainers, I'm including news media in that news media is no longer a journalistic platform anymore. It stopped being that years ago. It is an entertainment source. The, the Your news people are entertainers. They're not journalists any longer. So you have the entertainers, and then you have the science community. And then that falls into all sorts of different categories of scientists, doctors, and whatnot. You know, and and then you just have these... these um, what I would call influencers that are out there and talking. And so you got to decide who can you trust? Trust usually depends upon two things. When I'm talking to an individual and I am determining whether or not I'm going to trust them, the two things that I look at is one, are they honest? Have they been honest with me in, in my conversations with them? The second thing that you look at is, are they competent? Do they have the background and the expertise to talk about the subject? And even if they do, have they been consistent and consistently right? If you're consistently wrong, I'm not going to trust you. I don't care. If you've been definitely been inconsistent, then I'm not going to trust you. So, so let's break this down, Brian. Politicians, where do they fall? Oh, I'd have to say they're pretty low on the trust continuum. And on regarding issues like COVID, 
and Black Lives Matter, where would you put their expertise at? I'd put it pretty low. I mean, they, okay. th- th- these are these are groups that they pander to, but as far as their their actual knowledge, I, they're going to say they're going to mirror back whatever they think is advantageous to whatever audience they're talking to. And they've they've shown over and over again they're they're not really looking after our welfare; it's their own welfare. If if it if it's to my advantage, I'm all for it. So. Go out and talk to people like that. Just say, okay, do you trust politicians? And and do you think that they're experts in the subject? No. Okay, don't trust them. Simple as that. Let's not trust them. When they're telling us to do things, when they're saying this is the way it is, we should be going, no, I don't think so. Now let's go to the entertainers. What do actors, musicians, news people Let's go with the honesty side of things. Do you feel like there are people you can trust that have been honest with you? No, not necessarily. And are they experts? In uh, in some things, yes, but not not necessarily what they're emoting over at the moment. So again, why should we listen to them? Why should we trust them? And then you got the scientists. Now, on the sciences and the medical side of it, it goes back and forth. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. But one of the things would be if they are inconsistent, if they're going on one time and saying masks don't work, and then they come out three months later and say, oh, masks are absolutely critical, you have to wear them, to me that brings up a trust factor of, okay, maybe I should not trust you. So when you look at like yourself now, and, and what you have been putting out, I would say this. Again, evaluate the information. Let's, let's, let's use the chart on the website. Is there anything about that that you can doubt? I mean, do you doubt our numbers? Pretty consistent to me. Gary, let's uh, let's give the contact info for those who want to, to follow up. We'll send them to the website, thebrianhideshow.com. It's really that simple. Check out the COVID stats. Drop a note to us. You can actually, you can communicate with us there as well. You can send a note. In fact, Gerald just did. Thank you, Gerald. And Gary, you and I will catch up next week. We have a lot more to talk about. We'll see you then. This is The Brian Hyde Show.